Hey guys, welcome to episode 65 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. Now, I just wanted to talk a little bit at the beginning of this video because we did have a little bit of audio issues on this one. This was the first time. I mean, uh, just so you know, we had a live stream. We watched AEW Dynamite. We had done an uh, interview with Alicia Toot, so definitely look out for that next week. Um, and then went on live with this. So Brandon and I had actually been in person for the first time uh, with the podcast. Uh, what I didn't realize is that because our microphones were so close to each other, they were picking up the feedback of the other person when they were talking. So they're pretty much doubled and echoing a little bit. So please forgive us on episode 65. If this is your first time listening to the episode, I apologize. It doesn't usually sound like this. Go listen to some past episodes and see how sexy they usually sound. But anyway, again, thank you guys. Um, we've, we've reached a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Um, so bigger and better things to come going into WrestleMania season. Going Going into the rest of 2020. Hope you enjoy this episode. Kenny, it's Izzy the Prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. It was a big accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. Peace be for Christ's sake. Alright guys, welcome to episode 65 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. The podcast where Brandon has no idea what episode it is. <laughs> this actually is the first time, and if we look nervous, it's because it's the first time we're doing this in person. It's kind of weird. I can actually like physically touch you, yeah, this is not and good. that's like odd. That's very good. odd. Usually, usually I don't want to be anywhere near you, no. so... Brandon. Yeah. No, this is, this is just a little gonna weird. Like... This is a little weird right now. I don't have my notes like I normally do. I was kind of sleeping a little bit. But maybe maybe that's a good thing. Why, why am I... I just looked up the video stream. Why am I so tall and then you're so short? You need to raise your chair up a little bit. No, I'm just leaning back. I'm feeling good. <laughs> Right? You look like you're you're like six feet tall or six inches tall, and I'm like ridiculously tall for some reason. Maybe I'll just move back a little bit here. No, huh? That's all right. Oh man, that's okay. But Brandon, I mean, in this in this very house right now, we saw we saw oh, the world. Can they see this? Yeah, they could see that. Oh yeah, check that out, everybody. Brandon, raise your damn chair. I don't know how to work this thing. <laughs> It, it's it's how it's the same how, way how any it's the same way any computer chair works. We're, we're already having we're already having technical difficulties because of Brandon, so I apologize. Is it necessary that we be matching? How's this? A lot better. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, guys? <laughs> on the chat, thank you so much. We're gonna be holding, holding our phones up because we're, truth be told, we have our notes on there, right, Brandon? <laughs> So Brandon, let's, let's start off with the elephant in the room. Yeah, you. <laughs> you got me right. Why I shouldn't be here. This more so, feel right. more okay. so, you made a bold prediction that John Cena and Alexa Bliss and Alexa Bliss, yeah, Stone Cold Lock would be winning their respective Royal Rumbles. How'd that turn out for you? Look, it worked out pretty good. I mean, like, you couldn't see Cena in the ring, so technically... Here we go. Cena can still win the Royal Rumble. We just have no Well, Curtis Axel's been in the Royal Rumble since 2015, so... Yeah, that's right. So... It's still going. It can still happen, people. The you, swerve. You know what's weird? I think I know what it is, right? I think I know what's weird about doing the live podcast. Uh, it's that I'm so used to having headphones in that it uh, almost like isolates the sound around me. But like right now, like I can actually hear the sound of my voice, and exactly. I'm not as sexy as I thought I was. Uh, you and know what? That happens to me when I put back the episodes. And I'm like, God, I sound like that. Damn it. Right. But I, I do a good impression yeah, of you, so you get to hear it. you get to hear what you sound yeah, like every day. Like, You're yeah. like, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Alicia Toot. Uh, I'm gonna ask you an awkward question. So we, yeah, uh, truth be told, we did uh, an interview with Alicia Toot today, and uh, it's funny. I was like, oh man, it should it could have been better, kind of thing. You know, I'm always like striving to do better. I even asked her like later on. I'm like, hey, can you critique me? Like, what do you think I could have done better? That sort of thing. Um, and then Brandon goes, you know, it's probably good that you didn't uh, you didn't. Uh, throw to me because I was going to ask her about her feet. I'm like, yeah, bro, I was going to ask her about wiki feet, but 
things in the I'm energy speechless. Got, got a little got a little weird. So I was like, you know what? Maybe not the best time to bring this up. I, I'm Maybe just speechless. No, but honestly, thank thank her. I want to thank Alicia oh, too yeah. so much uh, for giving us the opportunity. Um, it's a nice, quick interview. So it should be a little bit under 20 minutes. I actually like the pace of it. Uh, it, it was to the point where I, uh, one thing is like I, I had asked all my questions and I didn't realize oh, yeah. because yeah. I had I guess timed it to be 20 minutes. Which down. yeah, I was gonna say I'll pat myself on the back for that because I I was allotted the exact amount of time and I think. I looked at it later and it was like 21 minutes. Oh, nice. Yeah, so literally like perfect right where she she was talking about. So uh, <laughs> Fernando says, Wookie feet, are you kidding me? Uh, Fernando, <laughs> if you want me to hit him, I can actually physically <laughs> hit him in person. It's a, real, it's a real thing. <laughs> it's a thing. People are on there. It's important. It's a big deal, I think. Dude. Dude, let's, let's talk, talk about, about the Royal Rumble. Rumble. Let's yeah. get back to the Royal Rumble. Right. The yeah. elephant in the room. Like I said, John Cena and Alexa Bliss were your picks. Do you remember my picks? Uh, okay, I think you were saying something about Edge. Because it was, it was like, either Edge or Drew McIntyre. And then I remember, did you say Shayna, Shayna Baszler and the women? Right. Yeah. So supposedly, um, Shayna Baszler was actually supposed to win the Rumble. No. Supposedly, from my, what I heard afterwards, but they last minute changed it to Charlotte. Oh, what so, happened so to Shana? I don't know. Mm. I think I think they wanted you know a, like a more prestigious winner. I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would have been better if Shayna Baszler won because it would have set the precedent. Like NXT, you know, is a legit brand right. to me. But you, you still needed a spot for Charlotte. She needed to be doing something big. Charlotte's like. Right, and, woman, and it's like, you know, what, I'm, what I'm glad about is, like, Charlotte's won one now, so, like, like nobody, nobody, like, in the E can, like, argue, like, hey, maybe Charlotte needs a win, right, right. you no, know, but then, then again, that didn't stop, like, like uh, <laughs> Randy Orton from winning twice, John Cena from winning <laughs> twice, uh, Stone Cold but three was, times, Hulk Hogan won twice, brother, brother. That second Orton was I'm sweet. Dude. I'm gonna come to the Royal Rumble, I'm gonna throw out 29 other brothers, brother. I'm glad that Bobby Lashley got attacked in the back, brother. But it's all, it's okay for those guys to get win twice, right? Like it's freaking Hogan, and I mean Orton. He hit the pose at the end that like that was money that had to happen. By the way, I've had my leg, on, my, my hand on Brandon's leg while he's been talking yeah. uh, this whole time. So I wanted to see what he would say. This is weird. To me. This is super warm. weird. Yeah. You know, kudos. I want to give a kudos to like all of you podcasters out there. Uh, I didn't realize like you know the, the guys who have like five people lined oh, up at yeah. a table. Uh, kudos to you because this is a little harder than I thought. Yeah, this is a little intimidating. It's not like I don't. I've known Brandon like twenty years of my life or something ridiculous like that. So, but it's just kind of weird. And it's funny because we do commentary together mm -hmm. and yet this still feels awkward yeah. like I'm so used to going Brandon that's a hell that's a hell of an action in the ring right now what's going on and yet at the same time this feels awkward oh my god he broke his foot right and yeah. last time we had to share a microphone like we literally we had, had to be, be like this, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. remember we were literally like this. I kept doing one of these numbers he kept pulling me into the mic yeah and yeah it was so weird if you watch the tape because you know I can't verbally communicate to Brandon while we're here so literally we're uh, if you're watching the video version if you watch the audio version I'm gonna try to describe this to you. So well, we have the, the microphone right next to each other, and I can't, I can't talk to Brandon and tell him to come in closer. So I keep just grabbing his head and pulling him in, in like that. that. It, it, it looked like, like it looked like a guy trying to teach a girl. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, look, we all gotta learn some way somehow. We? What are you trying to tell us, Brandon? No, I'm, I'm just, just saying. saying. You know, I'm really I'm glad, glad you didn't really ask a lot of questions during the Alicia Two interview, but. You know, one, one thing I will say, say um, thank you all who, who joined us all on the live stream for the Royal Rumble. Um, Drew and I were basically watching the Royal Rumble. You all were watching it with us. I mean, think we had at one point uh, 1,500. Like, it was it was a pretty ridiculous number that was watching the Royal Rumble with us. Uh, Brandon showed up just for the men's Royal Rumble. Um, so he was like, I got work. I can't be there. Yeah, you know, and, and what he doesn't know is I drove by his work and I saw that he wasn't there. Oh. <laughs> you know, so he's just lying about things, but that's neither here nor there. So, um, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, that was, that was an awesome experience. You guys had the white claw out. We had white claws out. We were doing, so it was, it was a pretty fun experience. It was like watching with a, with a bunch of people. Uh, people were commenting as we talked. Um, the other good thing, uh, it's hot in here, by the way. Jeez. It gets really toasty when you're next to each other. Mm -hmm. It's all that Jeez, hot air from your line. Yeah, it's just supposed to just be separate places. Right. That way you can breathe easy. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> and then I, and I can like pan over, like cut you out, like yeah. mute your audio just in case you start saying something now you stupid. Can't, you can't mute me now. Now, now I can just say whatever I want. Maybe I will. Yep. <laughs> Dude, we got to play that clip for them one day, the, the WrestleMania 32 promo you cut, uh, because it's probably the greatest thing I've ever heard. But hey, Brandon, anyway, let's get into the topics. Um, yeah. when, so if you go on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts, I don't have to tell you my reaction to Edge or Drew McIntyre winning, uh, because you can see those. You can see those. We have the videos live. Uh, you can see me. Uh, I don't know why I tried to smother Brandon with a pillow when mm -hmm. Drew McIntyre won. Uh, that was definitely something I did. Um, so apparently when I get excited, I try to kill you to, you know, it's kind of like a mother who, who eats their young. Right. You know what I mean? It's like a protective thing. But I mean, how great is this for, for Drew McIntyre, man? Like, chosen one. I remember he was there. He was doing his thing. I we loved him. I was yeah, gonna say, like, we used to be, we used to be a big fan. You want to sing it? I don't know. You want to try it? No. <laughs> Out of time, <laughs> now say goodbye. <laughs> what is yours, <laughs> now is mine. And I dream broken dreams. I made them come true. I make them for you. This is why we can't do a show together. It's just going to be half an hour of a singing wrestling theme song. So I apologize. But, uh, yeah, I just remember the dude there, and it's like, oh, he's the chosen one. And then he just kind of like. Yeah, lost in the show. He's kind of faltered. Yeah, like, I, I don't, don't know what happened. happened. But I think I think to me it was Shit like was a, it was probably like, an attitude problem. And it's not to say like he was going backstage and causing problems, but from from what I've heard about him, if he was young and immature, I mean, you can yeah. imagine in your early twenties getting that kind of money and doing things, you know, or you mentally in your thirty or mid thirties would be about the same thing. Um, but you can imagine getting that type of money and then like. You know, not knowing what to do with it, just thinking you're cock of the walk. Vince McMahon called you the chosen one. Um, so he said, you know, it, it was really humbling to get fired when you didn't expect it, um, and then have to work like for it. No, I think I think it was the best thing that ever happened to him because well, yeah, I, I don't think if Drew McIntyre had won the title circa 2013, I think we'd have all been happy. But it's kind of like one of those things, like hindsight's 2020, because seeing the, the version of Drew McIntyre that's going into WrestleMania this year, it's like I'm really glad he didn't win the title. Like example. WWE 24 Kofi Kingston he talks about something it's like timing is everything you know um, the fact that he won the title when he did if he had won it 10 years earlier like he wanted his kids wouldn't have been able to be in the ring with him mm. you know what I mean like he wouldn't have been able to have that moment with his two little ones um, Orion and Kai like you know like things happen for a reason you know and I'd like to announce with that. With that being said, I'd like to announce that I'm replacing Brandon as co-host. Um, <laughs> but let's get into some topics here, Brandon. So, in regards to the men's Royal Rumble, right? What I did want to talk about was um, the the beginning half of it, because a lot of people were critiquing it. Uh, Brock Lesnar eliminating 13 people. That's fantastic. That was great, right? Well, my everybody was like, ah, oh, what the hell? Why they have Brock? And I mean, once right. again, he shows up, he's money. And I love the thing that Cole said, uh, Brock was wrecking everybody. He's like, look, I don't want to hear about, you know, this part-time guy, you know, in here, he's not defending this title enough, right. you know, all that stuff. It's like, he comes, he's performing, you know? Right. Even though he blew himself up, it was legit. <laughs> Did you know the, the cumulative amount of time that Brock Lesnar was in the 2020 World Rumble was almost as much as, in, as in his entire run in 2019? Damn. Like, that's how much time Brock Lesnar has spent in the ring in the 2020 World Rumble. And, and if I'm just going off of 2020, Brock's been on every Raw. He's been on, um, you know, he's been on the pay-per-view. So far, Brock Lesnar's actually been, like, heavily involved. And you can tell, you can tell that he's very, very motivated. Just the way he was working with Drew McIntyre, the way he worked with Keith Lee, which, shout out to Keith Lee, he had a good showing. But Brock put him over just in his entrance when he was like, whoa, big boy, you know, big fella. Like, you know, he was making it seem like he was really intimidated uh, by Keith Lee. Who else did he put over? I mean, you know, I guess Ricochet had a good showing. Um, you know, uh, some some other people that I'm forgetting right now. But the but point is, hey, even 
Morrison had a good show. I don't think Morrison had a good show. That was the one one person, the one person I had a problem with in terms of the Royal Rumble, like their booking, was uh, John Morrison because I feel like, why would you even waste a spot on him? Like, he just returned. Like, do you really kill his momentum like that? That's my opinion. Oh my God. And what did I tell you? I I said something, and I'm going to say it right on the podcast right now. I said this right now. I said, it's so funny how you fickle fans, and I'm talking about you, Brandon, representing them. It's funny how at WrestleMania, you're like, oh, those part-timers are taking spots from the current guys. Yet, at the Royal Rumble, everybody's like, we're the part-timers. We're the big names. It's like, what do you want? Like, what the hell do you want? You're talking about the Royal Rumble. Right. Like literally, right. you're right. so Gallows and Anderson come out, and people like you, people like you are like, oh man, like I can't believe they wasted a spot. Like who the hell should it have gone to? Like you think the Rock and Goldberg and John Cena and stuff need to come out? But God forbid, God forbid they have a match at WrestleMania. You'd be like, what? Kevin Owens needs to be in the main event. Kevin Owens needs to be in the main event. So it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Toxic Twitter community. It's just like, come on, man. That's why I'm the ultimate casual fan. I'm always for the stuff. The <laughs> ultimate casual fan. Do you? Brandon didn't even realize until ten minutes before we went off air that, that I was recording him d- during the whole time of AEW Dynamite. If you want to go check that out, go on our channel. It should be active by now. He fell asleep a hundred and one times, and when we had wow. you know Hall- I want to shout out to Hollis and Fernando who were constant on the chat there. They were counting along with me, so it's not so it's not like. It's what we gotta get the content in, brother, brother. This might be on your WWE 24 one day. Yeah, this is your Creed My Sacrifice video. When you are with me, I'm free. The Lord I believe. (laughs) Above all the others will fly. Okay, that's enough singing from us. Why do we sing when we get together? I don't know, man. Like, what the hell's happening here? I think we're just spinning our wheels. <laughs> we don't know what to say. Notes <laughs> we got no like, notes. What's going on like, here, brother, I'm brother? We're it right now. But, but no, but, but back, yeah, no, back but to Brock. Yeah. Like, like, the one thing I wanted to say, just to kind of wrap that up, is like, with, with Brock Lesnar, it's like, a lot of people don't realize, like, okay, they were sitting there like, this is a horrible Royal Rumble. They're already calling it the worst Rumble in history. And I'm like, guys, Valentine's Day is coming up pretty soon. I'll give you an example, all right? Your significant other, the best thing to do with them is act like you didn't get them a gift. Really get their hopes down so that when you do give them the gift, it's that much better. That's how I would describe the Royal Rumble because to me it was like they were bringing everybody's hopes down. I mean, Drew was sitting here. You could watch it on the live stream. He goes... I'm telling you, Brock's going to win the whole thing. And I, he was, like, getting disappointed. He's like, he's just going to just win the whole thing. And I was like, no. I said, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. And damned, damned if I didn't really book, like, the entire Royal Rumble where you were here for it. I was pretty much calling everything that was going to happen. I'm like, here's what's going to happen. Brock Lesnar is going to eliminate everybody until somebody comes in the ring that's going to really stop him. And I said, whoever whoever throws him over is going to be a made man. Whether he wins the Royal Rumble or whatever, he's going to challenge Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Who did that? Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre built so much momentum eliminating Brock Lesnar, ultimately winning the Royal Rumble. I mean, it, it was... Booking 101. Yeah. Speaking of 101, you slept 101 times during Dynamite. Right. And then, of course, you get freaking Edge. I thought, I see, I thought the Edge spot was going to Cena. I thought Edge was the red herring, and they were going to get the swerve, and then boom, Cena was going to come out, and that was going to be the guy. But it was, it was freaking Edge. Freaking I knew, edge I knew he wasn't coming when, yeah. uh, when he posted on Instagram about, like, a, a picture of the rumble mm. so I was like oh Cena's just trolling everybody like right. he's not coming in I was like dang it man but yeah freaking Edge man he's working again this is, this is nuts man I mean you never say never in the wrestling business now I'm like come on Paige get but on dude, one day and you know I don't think I don't think every, everybody's like oh well you know it's I'm cringing every time Edge does stuff and, and to me I'm not no and the reason I'm not is because Edge has been away for nine years Edge is in better shape now at the age of 46, I think he is, than he was when he retired, you know, at 39. So 
Edge was in really bad shape. And I'm not just talking about physically, aesthetically. I'm talking about you could see that there was a lot of muscle, muscle atrophy. You could see there was weakness in his arms, right. certain things. He had a, like neck surgery, um, and he was motivated to like get himself into the best shape of his life. I mean, look at him. If you look behind us, you could see he's in amazing shape. He's 46 years old. He looks like he's 30-something. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. We like grew up watching it. Just runs like yeah, it, weird. dude. And that's the thing. Like, dude, and you know, let's get into this too. Like Sunday was such a surreal day because it's like we lost like a, a childhood icon and then we like gained oh, one. Yeah, yeah. And it, it felt so weird. It was like Sunday was the most real day. Like, like uh, of course I'm talking about the the loss of Kobe Bryant, uh, Gianna Bryant, and then of course the seven other people that passed mm -hmm. away uh, in that helicopter crash. Um, you know, to get a little serious. Um, yeah, I mean, if you all don't know, I have a young daughter, two years old, um, and it was surreal because she was, I was laying in bed and, you know, she was taking a nap and uh, I saw the news that Kobe Bryant died. So I had to almost get up and walk around because like, it was like a family member died. You know, like you talk about growing up and idolizing someone, yeah. you know, Kobe Bryant was that guy in basketball. Um, you know, I watched during the, the Jordan era in the 90s. Right, yeah. um, so I'd seen Kobe Bryant, you know, when he first started out, you know, and, and with his run with Shaq and stuff. But um, ultimately I got out of basketball and then um, circa 2009, our friend Jared, uh, he kind of started playing NBA 2K with me again and then got me back into basketball. And then from that point on, like my guy was Kobe. And even when LeBron came and as much as I like LeBron, I always was like about the Mamba mentality and like, you know, LeBron like gets it done, but like nobody was as clutch in the fourth quarter as Kobe was like, you could be down 50 points and Kobe still like got that look of like, I'm going to get this back. Yeah. And uh, I always admired that. And I didn't realize how much that transcended into my life. And I don't think, and I'm not special. I think a lot of people can, can speak from that, you know, vantage right. point. Um, I didn't realize, you know, that Mamba mentality. I know it's like a buzzword right now, but you know, they got into me. It was infectious of like, just believe in yourself kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just even doing this podcast stuff like that was like that mentality of like, right. don't tell me no, don't tell me we're not big time. Don't tell me no one's going to watch this thing. Like we're going to do it and we're going to be successful. And, you know, damn, if it, uh, over a, just over a year, we've done some amazing things with this, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I can credit Kobe uh, with that. So it was just anyway, um, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but it was just kind of surreal because I was like, oh man, Kobe died. And then found out about his daughter and stuff too and then so of course you know my daughter kind of wakes up crying and so I instantly just hug her and I put her on my shoulder and she falls back asleep and I just held her because you know usually you know as a father you go put her back down or whatever I just held on to her because it was just like the most surreal thing and like you know to relate it a little bit just it, it eats at me because my daughter is going to be three this year mm -hmm. I'm 31 Kobe was 41 and his daughter was yeah. 13. Dang. It's the same age difference. Yeah. And, um, you know, she turns, I should say, she turns three in about uh, a month or so. Um, and so it's like, I know 10 years from now when I'm 41 and my daughter's 13, I'm just going to be like thinking about that. You know, you know, tomorrow isn't guaranteed. And, um, you know, if you want to go to my personal Instagram, uh, you can see I kind of shared some words. I won't get into it on here, but basically the concept of, you know, it, sorry, I'm a little choked mm. up a little bit here, but uh, just the concept of like, you know, like my daughter asked me, you know, should I be scared when, when she's saying stuff? She's like, I'm scared. And I say, say no, daddy's going to protect you. And, you know, you're good. Don't worry about it. And just like that thought of like, you know, Kobe and his daughter and like, like, what do you do in that moment? Like, you know, you can't protect her. Mm. You know, she can hold your hand and stuff and you can reassure her. But it's like, we're, that's it. We're going to like, we're going down. Right. And, uh. I think I think anyone who's a parent, uh, I think that part uh, probably eats at them more than anything. Um, it's like, what would you do in that situation? Um, so sorry, I, I know I brought it down. So it was just a, a, a mix, mix of emotions um, that day because all of that happened. And then like my childhood hero edge, which full disclosure, like if you're watching the video version, look, you can see like I have like his tattoo, like his star. You know, I got this when I was 18. I have this on my body, you know. Mm. As much as I say, you know, um, my top three are, you know, Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero, AJ Styles, like Edge would probably be in close four. 
You know what I mean? Like Edge is definitely in that conversation. Like, like right. Like I, I have a tattoo of his on, on my body just because when it was long story, it was like a, a bet to get a tattoo. But I was like, I don't know what I want to put on. The only thing I could think of was like, oh man, Edge's tattoo is cool. So I did that. I mean, it. I don't know. That day, I couldn't sleep. I, I remember I didn't sleep till like 5 a.m. the next day just because I was equal parts excited and equal parts like sad. And uh, it's a weird day. It's a weird day. I was going to say when you got the tattoo, but he meant, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Sunday specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a weird day. Um, yeah, I'm not afraid to say I cried. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I think I think a lot of a lot of men cried that day and uh, willingly. But but back to Edge. I mean, there's uh there's rumors that he had signed a contract worth uh, three million dollars that he leveraged hey, AEW. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had oh, leveraged yeah, yeah. AEW and going to work with them. Um, but the contract is as long as he wrestles three dates a year, he gets three million. And a lot of people are like, wow, he's like getting a million a match. And I'm like, I don't think that's what WWE saying I think what they're saying is you have to at least wrestle three dates for this contract to be like active Um, so in other words I don't think Edge would be um, against wrestling more than you know five matches but I think they're basically trying to like basically if Edge only wrestles twice um, you know basically they can pull out of the contract if they want to that's basically what they're saying he doesn't need to be in a bunch of matches Man, just I mean, cool he's gonna—he's already you know? got one. Yeah. If you really think about it, so he's got one at the Rumble. Uh, he's gonna have one at Mania, right. which that was the best ending to Raw I've ever seen. Right. Like in the last ten years, I don't think it's coincidence because he's oh, been gone for nine. Thing, yeah, you know, Edge has been gone for nine, and and then you have a scenario in, like Randy Orton does not get enough credit for oh, his man. timing. Randy, and, and timing, people think timing means like getting the moves down right. Timing in, in the wrestling business a lot of time means waiting for that crowd to reach, reach their fever pitch and then still being able to, like, just, just act at that moment. Like, when he was standing on the turnbuckle, like, about to, like, break his neck, basically, Edge's neck, and he was just thinking about it, he waited and waited. That crowd was climbing higher and higher. Yeah. So, ultimately, when he just stopped, they were almost like, oh. right. And that goes back to the, the rumble thing. Sometimes you got to take, you know, sometimes you got to take them down to take them up. And in this scenario, Randy Orton took them all the way up just to take them back down. It's a roller coaster that the best wrestlers know how to how to work that roller coaster of emotions. You say the introductions of Riddle and the Good Brothers were taken down. <laughs> Why do you hate Matt Riddle? Why do you hate Matt Riddle? By the way, I'm getting notifications that we got some new subscribers. So thank you all. Thank you all who have subscribed to us. Uh, why are you? Why? What do you have against Matt Riddle and the Good Brothers? Saying the OC. That's fine. What would Cena? What would Cena have accomplished in that Rumble? I guess. He, I guess you know he is Edge's. Uh, yeah, he is Edge's like most. Um, yeah. You know, like. Biggest feud, yeah, that's to a, me. That's a huge feud. But yeah, but then if you weren't building to Edge versus Cena and you were building to, uh, towards Randy Orton and Edge, I think it would have been disappointing because Edge and and mm-hmm. Cena were a better feud. So you put Cena in there, it almost, and then you had that same interaction with Orton. You'd be like, well, right. screw Orton, I want to see Cena. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. so, so that being said, I think. I think they did the right thing. Uh, what's funny is like I was, uh, you know, you can actually hear me if you go to um, Pro Wrestling Unlimited, which thank you so much by the way for to Tim uh, of Pro Wrestling Unlimited for having me on the wrestling wrap up on Monday. Um, he had me on and he was asking me about that. I, I, I told him I was very disappointed with AJ. Um, sorry, with Randy Orton being uh, Edge's feud potentially. I want to see him face like AJ Styles or Seth Rollins mm. really. Wow. But that being said. It's kind of like Batista Triple H last year. On paper, you see Batista Triple H. You're like, that's been done already. That's stupid. Like, I don't. I want to see something new. <laughs> and yeah, the execution of it. Well, Batista. <laughs> and then you know, Brandon taking away my nose ring, like the way Batista Batista's nose ring got pulled out by Triple H. Yeah. But like the execution of it, like I don't think they could have had a better feud. So even I am guilty of it sometimes, which is like, you know, you see it on paper and then you, you go, this is horrible. And then you see it again, like in the execution of it, and you go, this is awesome. You know, like me and Brandon being friends, like on paper, it's horrible. And in execution, it's, it's even, even worse. worse. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's better. <laughs> to be honest. 
<laughs> but but in, in all seriousness, it's like it's the same thing I told you about reading Star Wars spoilers. Like like sometimes you read it and it sounds worse than it is, and then you see it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry about this, guys. Next time, I'll try to at least put him in his own room by himself so that mother can yell at him instead of me. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, speaking of Styles, I mean, do you think do you think that match would have happened had AJ Styles not injured his shoulder? Because AJ Styles, I mean, I'm going to be blunt, and, and, you know, he's one of my favorite wrestlers, but he got a little overzealous and excited with that, decided to do a little flip-ski with, uh, with, uh, with Edge's spear, and then lands on his labrum and his shoulder area. We got to be Dom Ziggler. Leave to the professionals. Dom Ziggler is the best son in business. Can we talk about the fact that Dolph Ziggler took the spear like a champ and then the funny part is like he he literally had told uh, I think it was like Gallo or Anderson or something he like puts his arm he's like I got this and you know it was almost even though it was like in, in kayfabe it was like I'm gonna go for him first I think in, in, in a real life sense it was Dolph saying like no I'm gonna take the spear first because I'm gonna make sure that this looks good one I've taken it before and two I'm the best seller in the business I'm not gonna ever take that away from Dolph Ziggler he is the best seller in the business he should always be selling. He should never be winning. But <laughs> Kevin Dunn got, has heat with me because I, well, the boys oh, in the no. production truck what? decide to, to, to cut the angle away. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, the, away from, from that match. Same. And, like, they missed it completely. Thank God WWE.com posted, like, the alternate angle. But, I mean, which one was worse to you? That or, like, AJ Styles' debut in 2016? <laughs> which somebody actually told me. You know, to give you perspective too on yeah. this, that like it kind of the AJ Styles one, we might be thinking of it wrong. Like maybe mm. it was better that it was music that we didn't know, and they cut to like Roman's reaction, and we didn't see AJ until he came out. Because remember, we're going off the perspective of being there in person. Yeah. You know, you looking at AFC scores, yeah, me yeah. looking at the actual Titan Tron. Right. So when it said phenomenal, like we all popped. Yeah. And then you were just like, what? What? Like, what? But yeah. I gave the appropriate reaction. I think, in hindsight. What was what was your reaction? Do you even remember? Yeah, I was I was happy about it, right? Or I was, I was like, oh shit, look at that, say this style. I think I want to hold this like Mr. Kennedy. I'm just gonna hold this like this though. From now, from the next time we do a podcast like this, I'm just gonna hang it so that it's like just hang, just hanging like this, and I'm just gonna talk like this the whole time. Like a this next contest is scheduled for one fall with a 20 minute time limit. In this corner, in the blue trunks. Again, if so, if you're not watching the video version right now and you're, not, you're only listening to the audio, I'm holding my, my microphone upside down like an old timey ring announcer. So I apologize. Now um, I, I will say about the rumble. I mean, you know, it, it was. I thought it was a good rumble. I think most people would say it was one of the best rumbles. I thought it was one of the, one the, of the rumbles, better rumbles yeah. yeah, they've had, at least in, you know, in recent memory. Um, I, I do think they missed, even though I'm glad McIntyre finally got over and, uh, you know, you have the return of Edge. Um, I did, I did, I almost kind of wanted uh, Roman to win at the end just to piss the crowd off. Do you know the apparently Drew McIntyre wasn't supposed to win the Rumble until last minute? Like wow, supposedly Roman man. was penciled in to win the yeah, Rumble, oh, man. and uh, they decided yeah. to change that and switch it to have because McIntyre was supposed to apparently supposedly again I don't claim like I right, know right. if this is the truth, um, but supposedly. McIntyre was supposed to just get that Brock Lesnar spot to set up set the match. Up. Yeah. And then uh, ultimately Roman Reigns would win, which makes sense. That's kind of how they've done the Rumbles in the past, where one person kind of sets up a match uh, in the Rumble, and then the ultimate the winner then starts the program to go into Mania. Um, but I'm glad they gave it to Drew McIntyre because I think... I don't think the crowd would have accepted anything less. No, and and no, here's no, the thing. But, yeah. but it's, it's, like, it's nothing against Roman, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not actually one of those that's like, well, Roman Roman shouldn't win. But I think Drew McIntyre needed that moment. He needed that moment to like establish himself as a star because he was gaining momentum. And then you have him beat Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and, all, and Edge, and all these guys in one night. And you have a bona fide star. You're like, okay, he is the chosen one, which you can hear me scream audibly on the live stream. The chosen one. Um, 
he needed it more. I think WWE got the booking right on this one. Um, I know a lot of people don't like to give this a thing on Twitter. You hear all the negative about WWE. You don't give them credit. The Rumble was perfectly booked. Uh, the booking was great. I, I have really nothing to pick apart on the Rumble. I think they did great with like two halves of the Rumble. They, they split it up. The first half with the Brock domination, the second half with your Drew McIntyre edge and stuff progression. I think it would have been even better had AJ Styles not got injured and had to be thrown out prematurely. Because you can see Edge is kind of concerned, like, oh my God, did I do something? And then you can see Carl Anderson kind of side eye and catch that AJ went out the ring and go, well, shit. Because obviously, you know, there would have probably been an OC spot well, yeah. where, you know, Edge then dominates the three and tosses them out one at a time. So and that's you know, why you have Carl Anderson right? and, 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 and Luke Gallows in the ring. But Luke Gallows hadn't even gotten into the ring yet. So I think Carl Anderson was basically. Oh, Jesus. All right. No, this is an accident. I do. I can beat that. Now you can see <laughs> me actually toss his phone away. <laughs> Yeah, let me, I thought I turned this off. I can't believe this. I can't uh, believe that we're. I'm sorry, guys. This was not. Yeah. <laughs> Fernando says finally because <laughs> I he, I finally got to just throw the phone uh, away. Oh no. But anyway, continuing uh, yes. on. Uh, so did you see a little tiny controversy that I, I, I wanted to point out because I thought it was so funny? Right. Uh, the, the Seth Rollins tweeting out the KKK picture. No so, so, uh, so I wish I obviously can't edit this in right now, but Seth Rollins, uh, his friend has a coffee shop that was about like witches and witchcraft and things like that. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Seth Rollins posted something with the people in the black hoodies, like the old witch oh, style. Okay, yeah. And then people are like, well, he's Seth Rollins tweet down KKK <laughs> pictures. I'm like, y'all don't even know what KKK hoods look like. Like these are witches. And uh, Seth obviously, Seth obviously uh, <laughs> deleted it and was just like, you guys are ridiculous. Uh, like, no, he, he, he yeah, he was just like, yeah. he was just like, guys, I'm the, the most non-racist person in the world. I believe him. Like, there was literally no controversy after that. But it's like one of those things of like, just, just Twitter like could just get a hold of something and just turn it into like something so ridiculous. It, it's just, it's so funny. But um, but anyway. Oh, oh this is so funny. It's like, uh... <laughs> it's like uh oh it was witches for a creepy coffee thing right I it's a, with my apologies anybody was confused after kkk have racism Damn. right that's too funny like it's just I, I don't know it's just 20 <laughs> social media is so bad sometimes right now like I mean I have a problem yeah, with dude, dude you know what's, what's bad and I'll say this on yeah. a personal level like the fact that Vanessa Bryant like you know Kobe Bryant's wife and stuff had to find out about all that crap because TMZ released it before anybody was contacted oh, so man. next of kin and remember I went on a rant about two episodes ago about like how I knew about Rocky Johnson yeah. dying before The Rock did because next of kin which was listed as Dewey Johnson like you know you know who that is like wasn't wasn't contacted yet and i said i made it a personal thing to like not get famous off of reporting that rocky johnson had died like like ftmz man like like you literally reported this out like vanessa bryan and, and people had to find out that kobe and, and his daughter perished like like and you know obviously the seven other people perished like that like it's ridiculous man it's like it's like i get it i get you're doing this for the public but it's like i, I don't need that kind of clout man yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that shit comes back to you man like honestly you know like when you like wiki feet you just better left oh sweet jesus but anyway but anyway um so let's get here it's it's weird i'm looking at the video version i'm like leaned forward you're leaned back so i I was like you know what i don't look as relaxed as you let me get let me get let me get let me get comfortable here the key. Uh, you gotta show professionalism. Uh, you got the good posture. Or the great posture, brother, brother. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something about posture. The whole Kogan big body slamming that big Andre, five hundred pounds and the silver dome brother. <laughs> but wait, oh yeah, before yeah. Uh where's Rumble? 
Yes, let's talk about the women's rumble, uh, please. Yeah, what did you think Santina? about that one? Well, ver- this one versus the last rumble is better, worse. Do you think it's fine? So, so, the- so I think it's I think it's obvious that to me that they they focus a little bit more on one rumble sometimes and not the other. Uh, in the past three years, I think 2018 it was very very obvious the women's rumble was leaps and bounds mm-hmm. better than than uh, than the men's. I think last year was pretty equivalent. I think we had equal parts good women's rumble equal parts men's rumble uh this year um actually i take that back because i take that back i was gonna say i don't really remember the rumble but like beth phoenix uh beth phoenix was the iron woman of that match um i think they did a really good job because the the men's rumble didn't have as much nxt involvement the women's rumble however had a lot of nxt talent in there and um that being said i really I think this is what what happened with me, right? If the men's rumble hadn't have been as good, I would say the women's rumble was leaps and bounds, such a good rumble, et cetera, et cetera. But the men's rumble was so good that it almost made me forget about the women's rumble. Uh, but like I said, Beth Phoenix is tough as nails. Uh, when she went to get eliminated and she was selling something from Bianca yeah. Belair and she threw her head back and she hits onto the turnbuckle, uh, the edge of the turnbuckle pad, not the pad, uh, what do you call it, the post. Yeah, she cut her head open. And it's just ridiculous. She had to she had to perform the rest of uh, in the rest of the match like that. Like it's ridiculous. And, and like she had to did she have to stay in because they were waiting to get to the next sort of spot. Well, she was going to be the ring general of that match. Uh, so yeah. so like you can't yeah, yeah you can't just well that's also one of those injuries like like AJ Styles you know thinking he dislocated his shoulder that's an injury you got to pretty much jump out the ring for. Beth Phoenix uh, you know that's a bad uh, injury but at the same time she felt like she could go on because physically she's fine mm-hmm. she just have to worry about the throbbing cut on the back of her head that's all um but yeah man she stole that rumble to me uh it was awkward though like they didn't give like mighty molly came out and, and like fans didn't seem to know who it was but i felt like well not even that like it was cool that they did it but i feel like it, the reason it was was because the song came in weird like it was just like like they should have just started it from holy sidekicks hurricane it's mighty molly like and then maybe people would have got the gist of it or at least go stand back there's a hurricane coming through like like just do the whole song so um that maybe maybe that's why uh but the women's rumble was good bianca belair had an amazing showing i think you did a you know a good job showcasing the nxt women because arguably to me the nxt women are better than the main roster women um shayna baszler had a really good showing uh charlotte i think the reason i also forget about the the women's rumble is because uh charlotte um winning kind of took took it out for you know i t- got got out of it after that you know but she needed that they need to give her that big win since she's sort of like right the standard right of the, but if the, i god if you had had charlotte and roman reigns win on the same night the equivalent yeah, yeah. of their divisions right, right, right. i oh, think that would have been like so the, it would have been the like worst in history it would have been, nah, been great for the internet man the salt oh it would have been so much salt oh, so much so salt loved it. yeah i'm just saying um but anyway, I mean, let's get it into it. Uh, let's get into this discussion. Like, what do you think about Santina in the oh, Rumble? Because yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of flack. WWE cuts a lot people of flack for this. Like uh, you know, a lot of people are saying like, you know, uh, trans. You know, what was it? Transgender people. You know, a potential transgender person getting laughed at in 2020 is not a good look, kind of thing. Uh, you know, like a man, man dressing as a woman, kind of thing. Um, I remember the three of us. We reacted like, ah, oh, that was funny. A funny spot. And I commented it on uh, on Twitter myself. You know, obviously, um, you know, if there was a transgender person that uh, felt bad about this, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, apologize. But I think you got to understand the context. If you weren't around during the Santina stuff, like I want you to understand that it was cringe when it happened. This wasn't like an accepted storyline either. In 2009, when it happened, the whole point was like this jackass dressed as a woman and won the the women's the women's battle royal at wrestlemania 35 and then he was in you know kayfabe in a relationship with beth phoenix and then beth you know he wouldn't come clean that he was santina he's like no it's my sister you know and um ultimately led to them their demise um so to me santina was just a tool to further beth phoenix in the rumble so to me, it was just like, here's a little callback to Beth yeah. Phoenix's career, throw Santina in there, and then it just created a little moment. Now, 
it would have been different if Santina came in, beat up Beth Phoenix, threw her out. Now I could maybe have a problem with it. But I, I would have had a problem with it. But they literally did it right, which was Santina came out, uh, was like, I'm not fucking with that. I'm not. I've gone through this again. I've, I've gone through this once. I'm not doing it again. And then jumps out of the ring. I think it served its purpose. I think it furthered Beth Phoenix in the Rumble. Um, you know. And I was asking people on Twitter. I said, Look, I'm not. A, I'm not arguing that Santina wasn't like a bad look. But give me something better. Give me. They're like, it could have gone to somebody else. And I was like, Who? They're like, I don't know anybody. And I said, no, no, I want you to tell me. I, I have, like, the Vince McMahon approach on this, which is I've heard this about Vince McMahon, too, which is if you're going to piss away my idea or piss away a idea, I don't want to hear that it was bad unless you have something good to replace it. And and that's just my outlook on life, you know what I mean? Like, it's to keep the positivity there. So, you know, a lot of people were like, well, they could have given it to Io Shirai. Well, I heard Io Shirai's injured, um, you know, and then they were naming. I'm like, anything else would have been filler. Really, this furthered Bet Phoenix, which was all right. The one name I accepted, somebody was like, "Why didn't they have Nia Jax come out?" That was the one that I said, "I can see that one because if Nia, Nia came out, I, I supposedly I hear she's she's cleared, but Nia could have come out, had the moment with Beth Phoenix. They kind of lock horns like two bulls, and then like I could see that, I could see that. But um, That's the only other thing that would have made sense, right? But a lot of the uh, a lot of people saying, "Well, Sasha Banks." It was like, "No, well, Sasha's injured, and Kelly Kelly replaced her." That was that again. You, you you're saying these things you don't understand the booking, yeah. my opinion. Uh, but all in all, the women's rumble is good. I was just not excited with the result. Right, right. Uh, I just was not feeling it. So yeah, so so since I can make sure I understand how this works. Since Charlotte won, can she challenge for either of the women's belt? Well, I, just, you, know, you know I haven't seen NXT, so nobody crucify me if uh, if this happened. happened. Yeah. Um, but I've been hearing you know rumors that she's not going to face either. Uh, Becky nor Bailey, oh, wow. so that leaves me to believe that maybe she's facing Rhea Ripley, which to me that would be a hell of a, a, a you know a match. Rhea Ripley, it would actually put NXT on the map in terms of the women's division there, and it would actually pull Rhea Ripley up because if you say you know you have Charlotte come out and say you know I've beaten Becky Lynch, I've beaten Bailey, these are the four horsewomen. We've seen it, I've seen it, I'm sick of it. I want new blood. I want the person that I feel is the best female wrestler in the WWE right now, and that's Rhea Ripley. So I'm coming home. I'm challenging for that title. It just it makes it seem more important. It makes it seem like, look, you know, I've done it all in the wrestling business. I don't go need. I don't need to go win the Raw or SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm gonna prove to myself that I can hang with the younger cats. You know, so I think I think to me that would be a better storyline. And if you want NXT's involvement. I think that's a way to do it too, you know, because you could have Becky versus Shayna Baszler, you know, to me, and then you can have Sasha versus Bailey, and then now you have three female, you know, three women's matches, which goes back to Becky Lynch's point of no that's longer just having a f one woman's match and calling it a day. It doesn't have to be the division. You have three amazing matches, regardless of gender, right there. Who gets put on the pre-show? Who gets put in the pre-show would be. Uh, Probably one of the tag team matches because WWE hates the tag team division. But yes, I know you were trying to imply one of those matches would go on the pre-show. Stupid, Brandon. I'm just saying it might end up happening. <sighs> but yeah, man. And then, uh, oh, we definitely had, I think, uh, of course, on the picture here, great moment with uh, Orton and uh, Edge. And it was cool as Edge comes out, man. He cuts that like very emotional promo. The what if, the what yeah, if. What you know, if, once you I have know. what if in my head, yeah. like I'm gonna make it happen. It's like crazy, dude. He came back, you know. He did. It. I still, it's still surreal that like Edge came back. Uh, you know, like I said, a lot of things about Sunday were surreal, but you know, that was just like the icing on the cake of like uh, Edge's back. Like it's still, I'm still weirded out saying that because I had, I think we all had come to peace with like Edge being yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, and I still, even right now, still think of him as like a retired superstar. And I'm like, he's actually on the active roster, which is crazy to say. You know, he's and, and to me, he's going to help bridge the gap to the next generation too, which is which is pretty damn cool. Um, 
But let's talk. I mean, one thing I do want to mention the women's rumble is uh, the spot with Otis and uh, oh, Otis yeah. and Mandy Rose Mandy was Rose, the greatest yeah. thing I've ever seen. Um, those two were stealing the show, and you could see Mandy Rose like even laughing, just like laughing as it was happening. Otis Dozovic is better than he has any business being and uh, a lot of people saw this in NXT we all knew like there's something there with him but I don't think we thought it was like this good Uh, so he's going from a comedy character to like just like transcending that like he's just so good like with Mandy Rose he's giving her depth even like she's not just like a hot girl you know with like the golden goddess character she was doing you know she's actually got depth to her and she can play this role well so that that's pretty cool it's interesting a little bit you know how the characters evolve or change a little bit from NXT to the main roster. Sometimes it works out, you know, sometimes not so much, but it's working out in these two Right. So let's also talk about um, Andrade being suspended for 30 days for a wellness pop. Now, what was that? Was that like the juice? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I didn't really say. You know, could have been, could have been anything. But he's been uh, suspended thirty days. But how do you feel about the fact that um, he still got the U.S. title? They didn't take it off of him. But I just realized why you're it. so much shorter than me on the video version. Because yeah. you're slouching like hell. Yeah, Sit I up. Told you I don't have posture here. There it is. Look at that. Look how much taller Brandon is all of a sudden. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, dude, it's, he's still money. I mean, he's, I think that's fine. Right. You can still have, you know, you can still punish the guy, but you know, he can still be the champ. You don't need to take the belt off. I don't think that's necessarily necessary. Right. Um, it sucks that you know the guy. Yeah, you got a strap on, gets in trouble for something, but it's probably something silly. Yeah. See. I also feel like a lot of people are like not realizing like they probably have a plan going into Mania with him and so it's like to take the title off of him would kind of derail like whatever they're going to do because if they're building to Umberto Carrillo winning at at WrestleMania as a bad example like you're going to give him the title now then it completely kills the feud going into Mania so it's like maybe they don't want to kill Carrillo going into this you know what i mean not necessarily andrade so people are thinking of it like well you see because he's of course people connect the dots <laughs> right jealous. right they connect the dots all of a sudden they're like they're like he's charlotte's fiance so um you know they're they're just protecting him because he's he's connected to a flare and it's like no maybe uh, again maybe they are protecting umberto carrillo and his push or, or ray mysterio winning it or something whatever it is you know what i mean who knows but it's gonna know. be that much sweeter when Humberto Carrillo <laughs> finally wins the United States Championship. So, Brandon, you, because I feel like we haven't touched on AEW at all. Oh, yes. Um, do you remember anything from Dynamite since you fell asleep a hundred, a hundred and one times? I'm going to go ahead and say it again. He fell asleep one hundred and one times. You want to talk about sleeping 101? Yeah, I'm going to go rename the video, by the way. Put it on our YouTube. It's going to be called Sleeping 101 with Brandon wow. Brown because that is that is the best name for it. Unintentional, by the way. It's not like we planned for him to fall asleep a hundred and one times. I thought we. I, I was surprised we got to a hundred. I can't believe somebody actually is counting this. This is ridiculous. Not just someone, me. I mean, how does how do you? But the camera was the, the camera was in clear sight the whole time, and Brandon didn't even notice. It was literally just sitting on top of the table, lit up blue because I didn't know how to take off the LED lights, and yet Brandon uh, didn't notice this because he was too busy falling asleep. I was trying to. I was watching the show. What happened on the show? That's exactly my question. There was a lot of stuff that happened on the show, but. What stuck out? Britt Brit Baker. Britt Baker's promo. Britt Brit Baker's promo, promo was freaking yeah. fire. It was way better than the one on the on the cruise ship last week. What? No, the cruise ship I thought was good. so. I thought so. Was good. They cut it off. You know what's funny? They showed a little bit more of it, yeah. and it was like a little bit better to me. I don't, or maybe really? I missed okay. it. I don't know. But, but uh, when she was saying you're you were just a shitty barista, yeah. Like I don't know if she said that on, on live last year. I know she said that like you were working at Starbucks. I know she said that, but when she was just like you could go back to being a shitty barista, I was like, oh my god. And uh, when she was talking about Jr. not knowing half of the yeah. roster's names, like a little bit of realism, but like heel enough that people were just like, oh, don't fuck with Jr. Or like don't 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 you mess with our. They are. Uh, I thought it was good stuff. This is good, man. Yeah. Like her character is like building up. Damn, bro. No, I I really like thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, by the way, if anyone watched. Didn't the Inner Circle song sound like Evolution's first song? Like the da 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 da. I was like, circle. yeah, right. Inner <laughs> Circle. Like, 
it to me it was like a little bit too spot on with evolution okay. and uh i i'm actually okay with the fact that they have a um a group song it fits better because you know you got guys of different ethnicities different backgrounds different characters but that song kind of ties them together which right. is cool um so I'm, I'm all for that but at the same time like i said it sounds like evolution song so i wouldn't be surprised if they change it a little bit vince is like damn it <laughs> it sounds like evolution that's right you know what else is funny was uh moxley like trying not to laugh at jericho <laughs> jericho's just saying it ridiculous this is about to look like Jack Sparrow and like because you're stupid and it's just like Oh Jericho. Fantastic. Yeah, the Jericho and Moxley, I'm looking forward to that going into AEW Revolution. Um, I think coming in the coming weeks, we're going to see AEW's program get, I don't want to say better because that's their show's been pretty solid, but I'm saying I think we'll see um, their show pick up going into WrestleMania season especially yeah. because, you know, they, they have no choice. You know, going into WWE's strongest time, I think this is going to be an exciting time for AEW because mm-hmm. we're really going to get to see what they're made of, um, and I'm hoping but nothing but good things. I really hope they, you know, be the breaks off of NXT. Um, you know, I haven't seen NXT yet. You know, full disclosure, usually Wednesday nights I watch AEW live and then watch NXT. Uh, today, Brandon was like, I can't uh, do the show on Thursday because, you know, I uh, I strip at this local club. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I guess we got to do it on Wednesday night, right? <laughs> like, today's been a hell of a day. It's like, we've done, you, you, like, we've worked. Um, did an interview with Alicia Toot. Yeah. Watched Dynamite. I watched you sleep 101 yeah. times, and then um, you know work again. we're yeah. doing this live, which we've never yeah. done in person before. So yeah, this, this is, just is weird. crazy. It's just odd. You know what wasn't odd? MJF on commentary, <sighs> fantastic. MJF when he said uh, something about their good good Christian boys. What was the line? Do you remember it? He said uh, they were again. We just saw this, yeah. so so um, he was basically like, you know, they're they're Christian boys, but the only verse out of the Bible they, oh, they know <laughs> was uh, Austin three sixteen. Yeah, oh, you know? So it's like it was it was funny stuff. MJF is money in the mic, and I I never understand it. Like he's that next level good on the mic of like you know you. You almost don't think that he's like thinking about these things. Right, right. Like they just come to him. Like he's not like coming, like writing this down the night before. And even if he is, kudos to him. That means he's doing it so natural that I can't tell. Uh, but yeah, MJF's money. And next week they're doing the 10 lashes or whatever for Cody. So that should be a pretty interesting segment. Ho- right. Hopefully Cody doesn't come out with that entrance. No, um, the entrance is the best. For the lashings. <laughs> Wrestling has more than one royal family. (laughs) Ugh. Horrible. Just the road, man. I, that's why I was up. such a fan of his entrance on the cruise ship last week because it just started from the wrestling has more than one royal family. Um, I, I don't know. I just for some reason I'm hating on that like that whole Cody Rhodes um, um, entrance. It's just horrible. But anyway, Brandon, I think. I think we'll wrap it start wrapping it up anything else you all maybe even want us to talk about before we go off air i know we didn't cover everything but this is this is kind of like an, almost like our first episode if you will because mm-hmm. this is our first episode doing this like this yeah um we'll go back to our usual format right. you know but maybe from time to time we'll do this right. i think this looks a little bit you know a little uh <laughs> what do you call it unprofessional <laughs> just a tv Look like two marks in our mom's basement. Yeah, you know, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, still a neat, neat little graphic there. Do what he could. Brandon's falling asleep right yeah. now as we speak. Brandon, like we have to wrap this up before Brandon falls That's asleep. Right, completely just flip over. And, this and if chair. we if we miss a topic, we'll we'll probably just talk about it. Um, We'll just talk about it on next week's episode. Right. And so, obviously, sometimes I like to leave on, like, an inspirational quote. Uh, so I'm going to leave with one of Kobe Bryant because I think it's apropos uh, for this episode, which is the most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they want to do. So, Brandon, whatever you want to do in life, because I know it is not professional wrestling in any <laughs> shape or form, uh, whatever idea. you want to do, yeah. I support you in it. Sleeping. That's always good. Sleeping 101 yes. with Brandon Brown. I'm going to make you a shirt that says Sleeping 101 with Brandon Brown. You got to do it right. Because you, know? you, you hold the world record. Yeah. You hold the world record for most times falling asleep during AEW Dynamite. And I, you know, I might change that because I don't want it to sound like Brandon only falls asleep during AEW. Brandon falls asleep during Raw, during SmackDown, right. during AEW, during dinner. 
Yeah, Brandon, I fell asleep doing birthday, birthday cake. cake. Brandon was eating birthday cake. I have yeah. a video of it. Uh, Brandon was was uh, eating birthday cake and fell asleep. Brandon, you know what I just realized? Yeah. I didn't have time to. You didn't say anything inappropriate, so I didn't have time to switch to the uh, the certain video. Uh, Go ahead, Brandon. That's like, I'll let you. I'll let you end the podcast uh, by yourself. And uh, I'll go ahead and when, when, when appropriate, I'll go ahead and play that video. So thank you guys. Thank you for joining us. Episode here. I'll sit back down to say this to your face. Episode 65 of the Kenny for your thoughts podcast. Go ahead. Listen to us wherever you get your audio versions of podcasts. You can listen to us. Uh, watch us. I should say on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. By the way, let's talk about that. Yeah. Thank you. Because we are at a thousand subscribers, we set a specific goal, as Chris Van Vliet would say, a specific goal to get a thousand subscribers, and we've done it. So thank you all so much. Um, And I mean, literally, just like a couple more while we were on air, subscribed to us. So um, honestly, this feels great. I'm so humbled. I remember we were begging for subscribers, and like, I mean, we've gotten like 300 just in the past, you know, three months. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous when you when you actually say it. Um, So thank you so much. I'm so humbled by that. Help us get to 4,000 watch hours, though, and then maybe we can actually start making a little monetization, and mm. I can buy Brandon some sleeping pills or, right. or some crank yeah, to keep him up. Let's get some crank. So just jumpstart his ah, heart a little bit. And, little um, you know, I think there was a movie based off of that, <laughs> wasn't there? Wasn't it called <laughs> Crank? That was a good one. Yeah, okay. But anyway, guys, thank you for joining us for episode 65. I'm going to let Brandon end this. This is probably going to be a horrible idea. Thank you all. I mean, can you believe they're running down poor swimmer about wanting to have an all-black friends and all-Asian friends? I mean, what's, what's wrong with that? I mean, I'm probably not going to watch it, but I think the sentiment was good. Hello. The opinions expressed by Brandon Brown during this podcast are his alone. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions and views of the Kenny Free Thoughts podcast. To anyone I may have offended, my humblest apologies.